Country Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Evan Van Busica, and today on the program we are talking to Dr. Amanda Bachman, Pesticide Education, Urban Entomology Field Specialist at SDSU Extension, who is also the state co-coordinator for the North Central Sustainable Agricultural Research and Education, or SAR. It's so great to have you here, and man, that's a lot of job title. I'm hoping you don't have to write that out ever. <laughs> Yeah, uh, great to be here, and yes, my, my job title is a little bit long. It takes up a lot of space on the business card, and sort of depending on what I'm doing, I sometimes just, you know, let people go with one of those three. Right. <laughs> so going with the sustainability or the SAR program, we know the sustainability in how we produce and distribute food, fuel, and fiber, medicine, etc., is a hot topic right now. There are so many different sustainability strategies, and SAR embraces three broad goals, profit over the long term, stewardship of our nation's land, air, and water, and quality of life for farmers, ranchers, and their communities. First of all, is that correct? And if so, what else would you like to say about what SAR does? Yeah, so that is kind of the backbone of the SARE program. We are a farmer-driven um, grassroots uh, grants and education organization. SARE actually came about in 1988 out of some USDA funding. And one of the things that we as state co-coordinators and some of our regional coordinators kind of joke about is that we're one of the most successful federal programs out there. We've been going for a long time. I've actually only been involved with South Dakota SARE for about the past year and a half, so I'm still learning a lot. But we have input at multiple levels from producers, you know, both ranchers, farmers, industry. We try to have a diverse group of people on our state and our regional boards to get input on what kind of projects SARE should be doing and where we should be directing our funding. So I'm going to start calling it SAR. I guess I was calling it SAR before. I apologize. I just, I don't know. Reading is apparently not my strong suit today. So <laughs> those you are the listeners. You had a 50-50 shot on that one. Right, uh, right. But we, we, do, we do tend to say SAR. So. Yeah, don't want to confuse it with any, like, you know, disease, <laughs> respiratory challenge. Right, yeah. This is not SARS. Yeah. So sorry about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, uh, so besides the coordinators in each state, and you mentioned like the farmers, ranchers that are involved in the SARE program, is anyone else involved in the program that we should kind of learn about and know about? Yeah, there's actually a lot of opportunities to be involved in SARE, and so I was very excited uh, that you guys reached out to learn more about the program because we're always looking for folks to not only serve on our state board, but also on our regional um, administrative and advisory councils. We have a regional advisory council that's, you know, made up of producers in the North Central region. And there also has different regions. So we're in the North Central, you know, there's Eastern, Southern, Western, all that fun stuff. And North Central, I mean, we cover a lot of geographic area. We're one of the largest regions. But yeah, you know, we have grant programs for folks and we, it's sort of like a panel of, you know, your peers that are reviewing those. So we're absolutely always looking for people to come in and participate in boards. I know sometimes that can be a tough ask because everyone, you know, once you get on one board, suddenly you're on 12. Right. But I will say that our SARE board meetings, we try to make them fun. Um, sort of pre-COVID, we would do things like farm tours and try to get together in person. I was actually in Des Moines a couple of weeks ago for our regional 
uh, state coordinator meeting, and we got to do a tour of the Iowa State Horticulture Research Farm and learn from you know grad students and uh, research assistants out there about some of the sustainable projects that they're working on, some things that have been funded with their dollars. So, yeah, we've got opportunities for your folks to get money from us to do projects and then also um, to serve and help direct where the program is going. So just kind of going along with that vein, just taking it one step further, can you share with us some of the things that SARE would offer grants for? What kind of programs and what kind of practices are you looking to support and foster? Yeah, so we have, there's actually, I want to say about six different regional grant opportunities that are available sort of throughout the year as far as the application period. And then we also have uh, state, what we call mini grants, for folks in South Dakota who are, you know, looking to maybe travel to do some professional development or who are looking for some money to put on like a workshop or a training in the state for folks that are learning sustainable practices. So, you know, maybe doing a tour of like a no-till farm or having a soil health demonstration, getting um, NRCS out there, you know, with a rainfall simulator and hosting a field day. So yeah, we're we're all about sustainable practices, and you know we have different sort of program areas. We do a lot with um, beginning farmer rancher programs. Um, that's been one of the sort of core focuses of South Dakota SARE for the past couple of state program cycles. But yeah, I can. We would love for more people to apply for the money that we have, especially with COVID. We had not a lot of travel, so we've got you know a bunch of travel dollars that we're sitting on that maybe like to reallocate or be able to give to people to go to different conferences or say if you are a producer or backyard gardener and you want to get to the South Dakota local food uh, local foods meeting that's happening in Sturgis in November and maybe you need some help with travel funding you know that would be something that especially if you're an educator or can demonstrate that you're going to be like passing that knowledge forward in your community that you could apply for some travel dollars from us. Sweet. That's really cool information. I, I, I'm a new rancher myself, farmer rancher, and uh, I didn't have any idea that you guys offered those kinds of benefits. So that's really cool. We actually had a board meeting yesterday and kind of talked about the fact that we're one of the best kept secrets in South Dakota. Yeah. You know, folks that are in extension sort of already know about us because both David Karkey, my other co-coordinator, and I we both work for SDSU Extension. You know, we share the grant opportunities with our colleagues. And obviously, being part of a university system, you know, you're kind of already on the lookout for grants to fund the research and the work that you're trying to do. But for folks who maybe work for a nonprofit that's doing a community garden or local producer that's maybe trying to find an emerging market, there are definitely opportunities for folks that are out. You don't have to be affiliated with a university in order to access some of these resources. So other than grants that you administer and, and, you know, the people can apply for, what other resources do you offer for regional producers? SARE actually has a fantastic library of resources, both books and sort of like fact sheet length publications. And a lot of those are available for free in PDF form on the SARE website. So there's actually just a book that they put out on managing weeds on your farm, and that's been really popular. Another title is the Building Soils for Better Crops, and that one is a real 
I don't know necessarily that it's a page turner, but it is a really great resource and um, really popular with a lot of the folks when we take it around to different programs. So those references, a lot of them, like I said, available for free in PDF form. And if you'd like printed copies, um, a lot of times, you know, both David and I get opportunities to order copies. And then also uh, some of our different kind of like partner, not say partner agencies, but groups in South Dakota that utilize their resources, like the Soil Health Coalition, the No-Till Association, sometimes they'll um, purchase their books to hand out to folks that are coming to their workshops. So that's another way to kind of get a hold of some of these printed resources. But yeah, it's, it's amazing uh, the amount of stuff that is on the website. Uh, so, you know, for somebody that's beginner, farmer, rancher, you know, you can search by region, you can search by topic. There was a great publication on, I want to say, like, high tunnel construction. Yeah, I, I looked at the uh, high tunnels and other season extension techniques. You know, a four-page document available as a PDF, or you can order free printed copies. So, yeah, definitely, definitely a really well-kept secret as far as uh, those resources that are available. Well, as a the last five years of overly wet and overly dry, I mean, how do we build soil health to better have our pastures sustain growth for our cattle, not just for pasture, but also for hay production, et cetera. So very useful things, very cool things. Yeah, and actually, speaking of soil health and changing conditions, another one of the short publications is on cover crops for sustainable crop rotations. So almost like any sort of topic that you can think of related to some of the emerging practices in farming, odds are pretty good that SARE has a resource for it. And one of the reasons that we have such a diversity of stuff is that we are, you know, part of not only a big region, but then also part of the national organization. So SARE is being able to work with experts across the country to pull together, you know, some of these resources. Absolutely. So we talked a little bit about the goals earlier in the show. I just kind of want to circle back to the, the goals of, you know, profit over long term, stewardship of resources, and quality of life for farmers and their communities. So how does that lend itself into the projects and events that you guys have coming up in, the, let's say, the next year or a typical year? I know you talked about going to a meeting in, in Des Moines and, and touring the Horticultural Research Center, which sounds super cool, by the way. What other events, especially locally in South Dakota, where most of our listeners are residing, can you speak on that a little bit more? Yeah, so there we provide resources and we try to show up to a bunch of places. Right. I know, you know, we, we table at like the, the soil health meetings in the winter and the uh, South Dakota Local Foods Conference coming up in November. And then we also provide funding for people like, you know, like No-Till, Soil Health, some other different agencies, uh, the Lakota Food Summit was another one that we helped to support. So we kind of, you know, David and I, there's only two of us. So we try to get either our board members or our dollars to different efforts so that we can expand our impact. And then regionally and nationally, there is a FAIR Fellows program. So that's something that if you're in ag, if you're a producer, you can actually apply to be a FAIR Fellow, and then you get to, like, travel around the region and go on a bunch of different farm tours. And I think it's like a two-year commitment, so it's like pretty intense, but is a really kind of neat thing. And as we sort of get back into the swing of in-person programming, I know something that we're looking at doing for South Dakota there is, you know, maybe having some more tour opportunities, like when we have our board meetings, 
so that we can have some educational stuff available, open to the public, and then, you know, the board, we get together and afterwards and go through and do our boring business meeting. But yeah, like as we, as we kind of get back into the swing of things, we are hoping to do some more in-person things, but we'll be at the South Dakota, um, we're doing a local foods farm tour on September 15th in Brookings. So I'll be there sort of presenting in my entomology capacity, but I'm also going to be bringing a bunch of Sarah resources with me to distribute. So if you ever run into me, I would probably have a thumb drive that has the entire Sarah library on it. And those are also one of our, our great sort of freebies that we give out to folks. And then you can sort of peruse all of the PDFs and books like at your leisure. So we talked a little bit before about the best kept secret of Sayer, which is honestly probably that exists at all for some of us. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, other than like resources at your fingertips, the ability and possibility of funding for learning and for education, especially if you're going to bring it back to your community and present it. What other things do you really think that people need to know about this program? You said there's a SARE website. Is that the best place for people to learn more about it? I mean, we're not going to cover everything in this broad program today, but what what else is there? Yeah, so the North Central uh, SARE website is northcentral.sare.org. And from there, you can see all of the grants that are available, what's available in your state. So for South Dakota, that's where you can get the link to our mini grants and travel scholarships. And one thing I'll say that especially, you know, if you are a producer and you're curious about trying a new practice in your operation, take a look at the grants, the regional grants that are available. We have the Research and Education Grant is open right now, as well as the Partnership Grant. And the Partnership Grant is for um, grants for cooperative projects between ag professionals and small groups of farmers and ranchers. So if you're a producer and, you know, maybe you and some of your neighbors have a thing that you've been wanting to try, reach out to myself or David. Like, we will help to connect you to, you know, somebody on one of our many campuses in South Dakota who might, you know, want to work on this with you. One of the things with the grants is a lot of them have um, deadlines, sort of pre-proposal deadlines in the fall. So that partnership grant, uh, the deadline is coming up on October 20th. So it's one of those things that I know with, you know, the harvest season and, like, things are starting to get busy, you know, maybe you don't apply to anything this year, but take a look at the grant programs that are available. If there's one that looks interesting to you, put the date on your calendar, set some reminders to plan your 2023 application. And the SARE program does a great job of making sort of grant awardees, you know, their successful application is available on the website for you to read. You can see what projects have been funded in South Dakota you know, you can read those applications, and then you can read the reports when those grants are concluded. So I, I feel like Sarah has a really transparent grant process, and so if you're somebody who's like, oh, man, a grant, like, I've never written a grant before, like, this is going to be super complicated, there are a ton of resources and examples on the website that you can see that it's actually not, you know, we're not looking for 20 pages of really technical writing. So that's one of the things I find is really great about there is just the accessibility and transparency of those grant programs. So is there anything else that you feel that listeners need to know about the SARE program and how, I mean, we've covered a lot of different options of finding more information and participating. Is there anything else that you feel like we haven't yet covered? Well, I will say that, you know, in the time I've been with South Dakota SARE, it's just been really great, the sort of diversity of people that we bring together, you know, on our board, that we give money to with grants, and 
we're truly always looking for more people to get these resources out to. I think looking at our sort of, you know, budget coming up, you know, we still have over half of our funds available to to get out to people in the form of travel scholarships and uh, those mini grants. So we just have a lot of resources and we, we want to put them to good use in the state of South Dakota on, you know, projects and people that are, you know, advocating for and moving these sustainable practices forward. All right. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for taking the time today to teach us and share with us so much about this program. And uh, just can't tell you how interesting this is. And I think really that our listeners are going to really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. And if folks need to uh, get a hold of me, if you go to the SARE website, my contact information will be there as one of the South Dakota State Coordinators. And I am with SDSU Extension. So you can also find my contact information on extension.sdstate.edu. I will say my last name has two N's, so make sure you put that in the email. Otherwise, I'll never see it. But happy to you know, answer questions from folks and you know, get them connected to some of these resources. Sounds awesome. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks. And thank you listeners for taking the time to listen to us. If you didn't find us helpful, hopefully you found us interesting.